podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 231, which sounds a bit like a version of a shit game show from my childhood. I'm Trev Denny. I'm podcasting to you from what's now known as the Funk Realm here in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm joined for this show, as always, by Cara Kopak and Cam Branch, and in the background by Guy Drinkle. This season, mates, well, so far this season has been a collection of moments that we have been quite honestly privileged to bear witness to. We had the Pickford assist for Divacarigi. We had Bobby's belter, which beat PSG late. We had Kloppo's furious double fist pump celebration. What a sight that was. We had Sadio embarrassing the whole Bayern Munich backline. Virgil defending against Spurs on his own. And then we had that mole strike on Friday that led to scenes that were quite frankly reminiscent of a Caravaggio masterpiece. I feel a bit like Roy Batty in Blade Runner, lyrically articulating the wonders that he's witnessed to a battered Deckard. And if you don't know what I mean by that, and even if you do, here it is, by way of a tribute to the still in the two biggest trophies reds. So here's Roy, and he's telling you about the stuff that he's seen. That's my contribution to the start bit of bit of Blade Runner classic. And Carl, I know you're a I know you're a Blade Runner fan. We've spoken about it before, I believe. And um, you know they have something equally inspiring to begin the show with. Well, I'd firstly like to say that um, uh, the shoulder of Orion is an actual place because Orion is a constellation, not a planet, and a constellation is just a line of stars which have no uh, resemblance to each other. It's just a line of sight, objective. So he's wrong there, which I think he's let himself down a bit. This uh, week to... on Pedant's Corner. <laughs> That's fantastic. So basically all you've got to say to that inspirational thing is, you're wrong there, Roy. You've got I, it wrong. I'd, I'd basically interrupt him. Before, yeah, yeah, before, yeah. Before you go on, mate, with your speech, the shoulder <laughs> Ryan is naturally a place. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Go on, then. It's nearly as good as astrology, that, isn't it? Jesus, I'm annoyed already. We're only 15 seconds in. It's a very important um, science astrology. Go on. I, uh, <laughs> I fall for it every week as well. Um, I do have a quote. Um, there's absolutely no agenda behind this quote, but here it is. It's actually a poem. Oh, captain, my captain. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Rise up and hear the bells. Rise up. For you, the flag is flung. For you, the bugle trills. <laughs> for you, bouquets and ribboned wreaths. For you, the shores oh, are crowding. For you, they call the swaying mass. Their eager faces turning. <laughs> just thought, I just found those words and thought they were quite nice. That's quite random. I have no idea what it could possibly be an allusion to. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's a nice way to start. A bit of, uh, mar- bit of maritime praise for some bit lad. Of, uh, bit, of, bit, of, bit of Walt Whitman. That. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's some, some, some random captain. Fair play to him. It's about the death of uh, Lincoln. Do you, remember, do you remember? Do you remember? We spoke just before the uh, we started this show about how Guy Drinkle is a very valued member of the uh, crew and how he contributes immensely with his witticisms in the chat box and finding us information when we're talking absolute bobbins and he corrects us. Well, sometimes the opposite is true <laughs> because Guy Drinkle in the chat box currently, in reflection or in reaction to the Blade Runner clip, has just said that Total Recall is better. So, you know, swings and indeed roundabouts. 
Uh, Cam, what about yourself, man? How are you? How are you feeling this t- this today? Anything anything inspirational for us to get us going? Um, no, I'm tired. I'll be honest with you. I've been up since two a.m. Um, had a very early start today. Obviously, that's why I got up at two a.m. And I I'm ready for bed. I'll be honest with you. So I'm glad we're doing an early pod tonight. Uh, been since it's what twenty past seven now. So yeah, Cam, two a.m. is not an early start, pal. Two a.m. Um, it's a late night. What 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 would you? How does that even work? Did you go to bed at like seven or eight the night before, or? Uh, I, I nodded off about half eight, and I woke up at half twelve, one o'clock, and I was just trying to get some sleep. You know, get back to sleep, and I just couldn't. So I was sort of half awake from about half twelve. Jesus. So yeah, and the, to carry on with the the violin, I was up at four the the day before, and um, I didn't sleep at all that night. Cause it was just on my mind so much, so I've got to get up so early. You're always panicking, thinking you're going to miss the uh, miss the alarm. The alarm's not going to go off. Such such are the hours of an international drug bar. I, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's can't be easy. It can't be easy. Well, you know, I have to come and see you once a week. So um, what have you, what, what, what have you got for us this evening? Right then, um, due to um, um, you claiming you are so superb at quizzes last week, I thought. And then using <laughs> screaming blue murder at me earlier, I thought, why not? Let's let's do another quiz. Do you know what you hey. haven't mentioned? Do you know what you haven't mentioned there in your little preamble? You haven't mentioned I'm quiz champion Trev Downing, and that is quite frankly remiss of you because that's exactly what I am, quiz champion Trev Downing. Currently, quiz champion Trev Downing. I'm going to say it a few more times before this next quiz, where I will inevitably be beaten into a cocked hat by Kopak and his. Ab- seen knowledge of most things. Anyway, when you're ready. But yeah, well, I'm a snipe bastard, aren't I? Clearly are. Yeah, clearly are. Okay, right. Who's going first? <laughs> are you not going to let someone go first like you did last no, week? No, no, no. I, want, I <laughs> would let you two decide because obviously last week I made a decision yeah. and well, I, I went first turned last it week. to winner. As, as quiz champion Trev Danny, I will give you the choice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I went first last week, so I'll go second this week. Lovely, lovely. So I, it, my largesse has been displayed as quiz champion. When you're ready, Carl. When okay. you're ready, Cam. Uh, this is a... Um, <laughs> best is it a football five. quiz or what sort it's of a quiz? Football quiz. It's a football quiz. Best okay. of five, all right? Okay, okay. go for it. Go for it. Go okay, for it. right then. Soon as we've uh, started the captain theme, Sean mm. Morrison is club captain of which Premier League football club? Sean Morrison is club captain of which Premier League football club? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel like it's Burnley, but I could be completely wrong there. I don't know. Oh, God. <sighs> I, don't even, I don't even know that guy's name. I don't, I, I've never heard that before in my life. I don't know who that is. Uh, that's what made it so difficult. Well, that, that's not going to be a problem for quiz champion Trev Downey, though, is it? <laughs> well, it, it shouldn't be. Theoretically, it shouldn't be. Oh God! It's either it's either it's either no no, 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 or, no, no. Or, or, it's look it's either Burnley or Cardiff because he's probably some injured lad who I haven't seen. Oh. Must hurry Car- you. Okay, oh. so, okay, Cardiff. Jammy bastard. Yeah, you fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back over net. Oh, it continues. It continues. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, help me out, Cam. Help me out. All right. nice, easy. Uh, yours is a multiple choice, all right? Yeah. Don't complain, Downey. Callum Wilson made his in- England debut in late oh, 2018. Yeah. With which club did the striker begin his professional career? Oh, great. It's an England question. Um, uh, do, uh, I have a choice of three, if you'd like. Yeah, please, yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh-huh. Leicester City. Mm. Coventry City. I'll go Coventry. I'll get in. Yes. And then no way was that a guess. Apart that from is, every single the second. Spawn, that's the spawniest thing to, to have ever happened uh, on the quiz. But fair play. Fair play. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you got yours straight away, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm bestowing my largesse upon you. You've, you've done well there, kid. Well done. <laughs> I'm matching the quiz champion. <laughs> uh, okay, Trev. Yes. Um, Multiple choice, I assume. 
No, this is a <laughs> straight on for you. What a stitch up this is. Go on. Yeah, it's just the way it's working out. What can I say? You know? Um, okay. Uh, Chelsea goalkeeper Kepa. Oh, signed, I know this. Was signed from which club? Uh, I want to say. <laughs> Drinkle in the uh, chat box has just put phone a drinkle. <laughs> I want it. Bill Bow. Oh, Is it? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I would have got that wrong. I thought it was better. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Here you go then. Uh, I've got to get those. You've got to get here's, here's, here's a multiple choice question about Santa No, Claus. no. Uh, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him a... Uh, Why are you him giving a, him a chance? It doesn't matter because I want to. It's my quiz, my rules. I can do what I like. You stop Fair, complaining. So Listen, his, champion. Listen, champ. His, his bribe. Champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is an FA Cup question for you, Carl. This will test your knowledge. Go on. It's, well, which club won the first FA Cup final in 1937, beating Preston North End. Their first. Their first. 1937. Uh, do you want the uh, choices? Okay, go on. Sunderland, Newcastle, or Middlesbrough? Don't think Middlesbrough have ever won a trophy. Apart from League, League Cup. Uh, okay, apart from the UEFA Cup. Uh, I will go Sunderland. <laughs> Get oh, in. For God's sake, I actually knew that one. Did he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, what do we do now? Do we do a, as soon as it's 2-2, and we did say best of five, um, all right, well, I'll, I'll give you one question each, and it could be a tie then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is, of, oh, by the way, this isn't winner stays on, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so listeners do not be afeard we'll get talking about football very soon sorry yeah. about this Yeah. right then Trev which English club won two Intercity Spare Cups in 1968 and 1971 oh I can give uh, you some multiple choice would you like to yeah. yeah please do Sheffield Wednesday Leeds United Leicester City uh, Leeds were pretty good around then I'm going to go with Leeds <laughs> Always setting the tone here, yeah, isn't I he? Knew I knew that. I knew that was Leeds. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> no pressure then. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. This is this is definitely the last question. Jack the Jack the Ripper, Jack the And then listen, and, and just on behalf of myself, quiz champion Trev Downey, I want to say it's been a very good competition. So whatever happens, you know, fair play. <laughs> Nothing like being humble when you're winning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As of 2018, which Italian club won the most Serie A titles? Is that a trick question? Because I know they won 53 in a row or something. Uh, can't see it being Milan, can't see it being Inter. Is this a trick question? Go on, let him have his win. Juve. The answer's Juve. I'm just cupping my hand to my ear. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, you I'll it. tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you one quick question and, and see if you can get. It. This is a really clever one. Hey, right? what, that, what do you mean, see if you can get it? You're asking us to jump in first. Yeah, yeah, jump in first. Is, is right. it a buzz around? It's, this is it. This is the tiebreaker question. I, I don't like this. He's a more quizzer than me. I quiz my rules. I don't care. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fuck's no. sake. <laughs> 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 2018 World Cup, Senegal were eliminated. How? Golden goal? No. Trev, you want to go? Um, oh, cheers, go. He's wrong. It's obviously something very unusual. It uh, really, really is. Uh, was it something like they didn't have enough, they got too many players sent off and they couldn't complete the game or something stupid like that? Not far off, actually. Oh, come on, you got it. What was but it? No, but no, but no. What was it? <laughs> they lost because of fair play. I think, I think you kind of got to give me that. Oh, I, well, how? <laughs> <laughs> they all had feet. Come on. Jesus Christ. Oh, 
Come on. How much have I tried to make him lose? <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Listen, edit, edit, edit that, edit that. It's painfully transparent, Branch. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to call this one a draw because people yeah, are I think so. turning off in their droves. Although, we, 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 we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let it run. We'll let it run. Although, in the case of a draw, I presume it will continue as quiz champion Trent Danny. I could be wrong. We'll see how that works out. Uh, in the fullness of time. Now, let's, let's talk about a bit of all here, fellas. And we have, um, we're just in the aftermath of what was, is there something wonderful about a Friday night game, which frees up your entire weekend to be enjoyed? It. Oh man, great. You can just, the weekend's all yours. Yeah. Uh, to bask in. It was just a wonderful thing. Now, I mean, highlights. Carl's case shut so Lucas shins. Yeah, 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 yeah you, you, you did yourself a nasty injury or two. Well, uh, yeah, quite a few. At St. Mary's. Um, so th- there's, there's umpteen highlights. For me, it was almost the fact that um, we didn't play particularly well, and yet it was force of will, one of those force of will wins that you that characterise a team that's going places. That's what I took from it. I enjoyed, obviously, the goals individually. I thought they were all fantastic, something to celebrate about all of them. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to enjoy bar that. But for me, each and, each and every one of those was a glorious thing uh, that got celebrated to the full. I'm anxious to find out what your key moments were, what your uh, most enjoyable moments were. Carl, I read your piece, um, which you were good enough to recommend to us uh, as being very good, um, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in which uh, That's in which, the only reason I read it. In which you spent a couple of paragraphs um, um, detailing the uh, furious uh, uh, and yet uh, del- delighted um, Jordan Henderson as he celebrated his goal, and I, I, I really, I really couldn't but get behind that. That was one of the most enjoyable aspects of the whole thing was seeing the anger in that guy coming out just in the celebration. Was that your highlight, or do you have something else you'd like to pick up? Um, oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, um, yeah. That was um, that. That was a special moment. And it, it was wonderful because being behind the goal, I didn't even see him coming because I, I just wanted, I didn't want to know what Firmino was going to do. Because Firmino was just sprinting towards the sprint and he just squared it. And all I could see was a flash of purple. So I couldn't really see who it was until, uh, and I realised who, then, then you could sort of tell by the way he runs who it was. And then there was just a man just shouting for 10 minutes on his own. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, which is brilliant. So they're all trying to jump on him. And he's like thrown about the way just so he can scream a bit more. And yeah. uh, he too cut the ear. He he he, um, he, he cut the captain's ear uh, very very briefly as a sort of fuck you, uh, which yeah. I thought was very interesting. And no one's no one's picked that up. That was a fuck you to the crowd. Um, and uh, no, I mean, I mean the thing I love about that more than anything else is he. No one's talked about the fact that after he came on, he he did a, an incredible tackle against someone. I can't remember who it was. And uh, it's one of those where you dive in and then it's you're what, standing up with the ball. Yeah, it was Ryan Bertrand. He went right through him. Yeah, I got the ball no, fairly. No, that but... was near the end. You you said when he came on. Oh, I thought, I thought it was when he came on. Maybe that's my... my no, no, that was near the... It was uh, when we were through one up. It was after he'd scored. Was oh, beautiful. OK. Yeah. But, but, but that was... That went straight through him, yeah. That just sort of, sort of said, like, you know, um, we're not messing around, lads. We're Liverpool. Uh, and we were so poor in the first half. I mean, just awful. That, um, you know, the midfield was getting overrun all the time. They were having all the space. They got every single second ball. A mate of mine said, how lucky are these bastards? Just because everything just fell to their feet all the time. And I thought, that's not luck. That's us giving them the ball. And um, he's thinking, you know, we, we don't want the, the title charge to, to falter here of all places. Because, you know, you would expect it at City or, you know, one of the top four or something. But not at Southampton, you know, with respect to uh, David Hasselhoff, their manager. Mm. But, um, <laughs> um, and it was just like, I just loved the way him and Milner just came on and went, no, we're not doing this today. This is our win. And they were both incredible in that game. Yeah, both because they, because they've been slagged off to death a week before, and um, rightly the, so. Uh, they they were poor. Yeah, they they yeah. were. And but uh, it's it really is a as Duncan Jenkins SC used to say on Twitter, um, it is horses fuck horses. Um, yeah, yeah, but that, that's that's exactly what you have when you have a squad. You have the opportunity to do that, and 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 you're right to, to highlight the fact that they had the absolute piss ripped out of them the week before. And, and Cam's also right to say that it was probably well and truly due. Yeah, I it was think, absolutely. 
I would think probably Jordan Henderson, however, uh, gets uh, far too much of that kind of nonsense on a regular basis. And Jim, Jimmy Miller equally comes in for far too much of that on a regular basis. Um, it's never, uh, it, it, it can never be level at either of them that there's any sort of attitudinal issue. The issue would be with um, the place that they're being played, the job they're being asked to do, and maybe their limited capacity to do it at times in certain situations. But here, Jimmy Miller comes on at right back. Where Trent is having a, a torrid enough afternoon. And he's every bit as instrumental in that game changing as Jordan is. Every bit. He basically just said, he, he just basically said to their side, this is our ball now. Yeah. You're getting, it's almost as if you say, you're getting tired, aren't you, lads? Get a bit tired, aren't you? We'll just make the ball work. As Shankly said, the ball never gets tired. Yeah. That's what I meant by that's what I meant by force of will. Yeah. With the right the the right brains on the pitch at the right time to win that game and push it over the over the line. However, Cam, there were moments of absolute gloriousness that none of those old stagers could do. Mo Salah's goal is a thing of beauty. Now, Carl was probably watching Bobby Firmino chasing towards him and thinking, "Yeah, Bobby's going to get the ball now. One of these seconds, sure." Every, everyone near me. Give it, give it, give it, give it. Every single one of us. And then comes that finish, Cam, which is, I mean, the more I look at it, it's one of the goals of the season. It's glorious. I can't understand the shot. Yeah, it's really unusual. It's really, really, yeah, unusual. That's a perfect word. So Um, early. Very early. Yeah, and and it was just, it was, it was, was it a little lob chip or something? He placed it, I think, yeah. He he placed it and there was, there wasn't a great deal of power on it, but it was, it was just perfect. It it went in off the side of the net, into the side of the net as well. It was, couldn't be placed any better. I mean, it was a wonderful strike. And like, you know, I mean, it all started from obviously, uh, uh, Sadio Mane doing that, uh, block and then Hendo with a really intelligent header. You know, I was going to ask that question actually. Who can head the ball that far out of all of us? I'll go for none. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was incredible. The, the 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 snap on his neck to drive that into Mo's path is incredible, yeah. and, it, it, and it was it was just perfectly weighted. Everything about that header was just it was sublime, and it, it almost it helped create the goal in a way because Mo didn't have to do much with it. Then the ball, you know, he wasn't trying to fight the ball to get it under control or anything like that. It was nicely in his path, and away he went. And it was like it's like everybody everybody was like. Bobby's going, there's Bobby, give it to Bobby, give it to Bobby. But no, he he wanted to get that monkey off his back. He wanted I don't, I don't understand why the lad didn't take the card. Because I would have done. I would have tossed him down. Just yeah, take him out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there was that chance earlier before where Robert put, skied the cross and it was easier to put it on a plate from, you know. Yeah. You know, he was, and you could see the the frustration and the anger in his face then. Mo, he was desperate to just get this 50th goal. You know, it was in his interview last week after the game against Spurs, you know, how he was commentating, you know, uh, saying about how other players have having brilliant seasons, yet he's only one goal behind the leading scorer this season or two goals behind, yet, you know, yeah. I'm having a bad season, you know, and it's, it's because the bar's been set of what he did last season. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the difference is this season, our goals are actually being spread around. And how brilliant is it that, on Friday, actually, two of our goals came from midfield. Yeah, from midfielders. And going back to Hendo, I mean, for me, that's what I want from Hendo. I don't want to see him as a number six. I really don't want to see him as a number six. I, you know, he's he's been doing a job until we could have got a better number six. We've got a better number six now. Let's see the Henderson that we really liked in thirteen fourteen. That was his best season. He was phenomenal for us that season. Because he's he's a nightmare. If you're an opposing defender on the edge of your box, taking and he's the charging in ball, like that, yeah. taking the second ball, that's not yeah. your ball anymore. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, he, and that's what he did. All as soon as, of course, he came on. You know, it was for once. Klopp showed some bravery in in the substitutions he made, the timing of the substitutions. He didn't wait. He just got on with it. Got them on as quickly as possible. You know, the week before we were complaining that he didn't he didn't show that he, he took too long to make the the change. So this week, you know, it's almost like, well, all right, Klopp's saying, I, I messed up the week before. Let's make sure I get it right this week. Get two players on. I mean, who, who saw, who thought, I mean, when the, the two subs were there, who actually, out of, out of you two, who, did you think, oh, shit, he's bringing on two midfielders. Is he, which two is he, t- which two midfielders is he taking off? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. I thought he's taking off Wijnaldum. 
Well, to 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 be fair, in in the same way as it was a clear choice last week who we would be taking off, and that the two lads underperformed, Fabinho had had a bit of a mare for the first half in this game against Southampton. Exposed and, as well, though, very exposed. Yeah, well, he was because he was kind of left alone, and Ginny yeah. Ginny and 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 um, and Naby were pushed on. Yeah. So I would have thought that Naby and Fabinho were going to be sacrificed for the two old stagers. So it was nice to see Trent being the move there, and let's get James. James Miller on the ball from right back, as Carl said, you know, a, a guy who's just coming on and he's going to exercise control from whatever position in the pitch he is. Yeah. And, and that was, that was, that was evident. And, um, you know, as you say, Cam, as well, it's a very good point. 58 minutes double substitution. That's proactive as hell. And I, I, I did like to see that. It, it, and it made, look, it made, as you say, it made all the difference. The game totally turned then. It was mostly us after that. They're, um, their potential threats did minimise after that. And let's be honest about what Southampton are. Um, David Hasselhoff has them playing some very good football and they are bright and they're sharp in attack and in counter-attack. They're absolutely no mugs and I, I was massively impressed by them. It was kind of depressing me how well they were playing through the midfield in the first half, how quickly they could launch a counter-attack, and how they seemed to have overloads all the freaking time against us. Did well, you well, notice the, that? The, the goal was ridiculous. It felt to Shane Long, and I, I just remember thinking, it's either offside, because there's no one near him. He's, he's yeah. standing on the six-yard line, and there's literally no one near him at all. It's, it's like, Robbo had three players around him. Yeah, and it's, it's just made me think, well, hang on, someone's not doing their job there, are they? Yeah, so yeah. I, actually, I actually looked at the linesman and thought, well, this has got to be offside or something because we wouldn't let this happen. Well, I think the reason it wasn't offside, or one of the reasons it wasn't offside, because unless I'm very... Well, it wasn't. I, no, no, no. but no, no. The point, that, the, point, the point I'm making is one of the reasons that we got caught a bit shitty like that was it was a late run into the box by Hoiberg who flicked it on. I think yeah. that's I think yeah. that's what throws and that, everybody. And, and Ginny didn't pick him up. He the, just the, let him the, run. The, the run isn't tracked. If the run is yeah. tracked, then you've got an option. But because yeah. the run isn't tracked, the lads are set to play their higher line and they're caught out by it. So, I mean, you know, there there are reasons for it. But yeah, Christ, nobody liked the sight of that. And listen, let's be honest. Long was in again and he had an open goal a couple of minutes later and he yeah. should have punished us yeah. and he didn't. So we had absolutely a bit of luck, but that force of will, they kick in the end. I mean... I don't know. I don't know if there's any other specific aspects of the match that you wanted to speak about, either of you. But I mean, uh, I, will, it will... I will say, I will say. I, I mean, you saw what I put in the chat earlier about. I think that pass from Bobby was something else. I really do for the Hendo goal. Yeah. I mean, there was three defenders he had to go past to get the ball to Hendo. And, and if you did it, if you hadn't, if you didn't hit it, if you did it too softly. The, the third defender might have got it, who was yeah. trying to chat Hendo. If he hit it too hard, it might have gone past Hendo. He didn't have to break stride, Hendo. And it no. was, and he wasn't was scored otherwise. Yeah, he wasn't scored. It was, I, I, I think it's probably one of the best passes I've seen this season. Well, also, he's ran, he's, he's ran out of pitch. He's ran to get the ball. Yeah. So he's, he's got, he's, he's got to make that so, that decision so quickly. Yeah. And then the celebration from Bobby. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. To be fair to, to be fair to Bobby, that, 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 um, run, a uh, bit of control and pass was just a garnish on a great performance because, I mean, uh, it's not often I agree with, um, the, the, the genits who are uh, commentating on Sky Sports, but they did highlight the defensive headers that he was making. And he made a couple of credibly important defensive headers. He really did. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's when you think about all the things that kid has to his game, he is fantastic in the air. He can really help out in defence with the aerial threats. He tracks back like a lunatic. He pushes and presses like a lunatic. And he possibly is the most sort of uniquely talented footballer that we have in the team as well. You put all that together, and there's an argument for how he is the most important player on that pitch at all times. And when he is good, yep. we we are good. It's as simple as that. Yep. Yeah, I, I would say about, um, about Firmino, he's, he's in a really strange position where... He can only play one position. I mean, you can't put him anywhere else. He's just not as good. But you put him in the centre as a nine with two two next to him, and he would basically work every, work his socks off to get the other lads' goals and get them himself. If you put him to the left or right, he's, he's not as, as effective. Totally it's really effective. straight. The whole thing is set up to him. The whole the whole Liverpool um, tactics are set up for him. 
Yeah. yeah. And that and that's why it works. But then that he, helps the others as well. Yeah. What he brings to that team, it's why Mo is as good as he is. It's why Sadio's as good as he is. Yeah. Because he does all the work and he's almost the, the creative fulcrum that we have in the team. He is probably our most creative player, I think. And what he brings to that team, like like Carl said, the work rate, the energy, the passion. Um, he can score great goals. He, he scores great goals without even looking at the ball. Um, he's, he's, he's our most creative player after Joel Matip, who, before the end of this yeah. season, will run the entire length of the pitch and bullet He'll, one into the top corner. Bullet, yeah, yeah. You can see him doing a Daniel Lager. It's absolutely happening. The guy is a sort of law unto himself, and I think he's a low-key bit of a hero of late. I think he's saving it for the cop end against Wolves. Yeah, you know, credit where it's due, though. He is, he is, he's stood up there for us. Um, he's not looked, um, the, the fragile, frail, um, Joel that some people, uh, had feared. Uh, he's done a really good job alongside Virgil there and, and made us, made us a solid unit. Um, you know, to the extent that w- w- losing Joe Gomez, and it shouldn't have because, you know, in Dejan Lovren, we should have had a more sort of absolutely solidly reliable, ever present backup. But losing Joe Gomez could have cost us the season. But Joel Matip stepped in there, and it's you know credit where it's due. I think, I think it's it's worth acknowledging that. As we have five he's, games, he's not that, had enough credit. He's not had enough. He's credit. not. He's not had enough. And some some people are in that bracket. Yeah. We we have five games left. Um, we're running out of season, and it's kind of sad because I said at the top, this is a season of moments, and I've been enjoying every single one of them. Yes, it can be a bit stressful at times, but the highs are as high as anything I've experienced following this lot they, re- they really are there's been some ridiculously gloriously happy moments this season um and it's really interesting to hear Jurgen Klopp did you see that interview where he's talking about you know how you know we are really in a good place at the moment and we can really contribute to uh, the movement forward of football we keep this crowd together and there's no basically no telling where we can go with it and you know he was uh, mentioning that anytime we're in Europe, we go, we go as far as finals. He's not letting that be escaped because I think an awful lot of times those final appearances almost get dismissed as if the whole run counted for nothing because we lost. So that is not fair or not true. Um, yeah. we're a force in, in, in Europe under, under Jurgen Klopp. And I suppose he was trying to balance it out with a little bit of, um, can we have some respect for Porto here, please? Because everybody's talking this up as if it's a, it's, it's a clear run, Carl, and it's far from that. No, absolutely not. I mean, let's be honest. It's the, it's the it's the time we wanted. I mean, let's not get ourselves there. And uh, you know, and if if we get past them, we get past Barcelona United. And um, so I'm looking forward to Barcelona. And <laughs> it's just, uh, um, it, it yeah, there has got to be respect. I mean, you talk about great moments of the season, though. And the first thought, my first two thoughts were for different reasons. My highlight in the league is obviously Divock Origi, yeah, um, for those reasons. But I just think. No one is talking about that that victory in, in Bayern Munich because that's a seismic change. That's a type side who, if they won the European Cup, no one's going to go, "Oh my God, Bayern have won the European Cup." You expect them to try and win the European Cup. That level, that's the level of team. We went to their ground and beat them, mm-hmm. beat them on their own ground comfortably. We, we did scored more all, than beat them. We yeah, and we, them. and we scored all four goals. Jo- Joel mm-hmm. even, you know, did you know help them at the other end? Yeah, um, and. That's the change for me. That it's the normalisation process of glory. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, that that's why I flagged up that Sadio goal because I think it was the Sadio goal that did it. It was kind of a, a statement of we can do this type of thing to you yeah. in your in your backyard. And after that, it was we were going to win that game. Um, no matter what happened, we were going to win it. And yeah, I think you're dead right. It is that was that was a moment of 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 turnaround. And like, look, I mean, we have these couple of games coming up in quick succession before we do another podcast. We've got tomorrow night, which is probably too soon soon for most people to have heard this. We've we'll have had the first leg of Porto on. Unless it goes absolutely pear-shaped, nothing's over after a first leg. But we did see, Cam, didn't we, the absolute benefit of uh, not conceding in your home leg uh, last time out against Bayern, because that's really what um, made all the difference. Oh, absolutely. Um, the away goals are crucial. And to keep that clean sheet is is more important than actually, in hindsight now, and uh, seeing what happened at Bayern, than actually scoring a goal at home. So... Let's not lose our shit, people, if tomorrow does end up as a nil-nil. Because you've still got to have faith and belief in, in that these boys, they know what they're doing. They, they, they're absolutely 
so sure of themselves in in the way they're playing. Um, you know, not every we we haven't had every result go our way this season. We had we had two three weeks where we had a sticky patch and we we drew more games than we should have, but we're st- we're still in there in two big competitions, you know. Um, and there's no reason to see why we can't go, you know, close to going all the way in both of them. Absolutely no reason not to think that at all. I think. Have a listen to this, you two, and see what you think of this. This is our second in command, um, the man who took the place of um, Mr. Buvac, the much lamented um, Mr. Buvac, um, whose departure was to signal the end of Liverpool, um, and seems to have had the, the, the opposite. The, the bloke from Paul Dark, yeah. The blow from Paul Dark, yeah, and he seems to. It seems to have had quite the opposite effect in that Pep Linders has come in, and 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 we've had this sort of a some sort of a renaissance in the way that things are thought are, are are thought about and 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 done. Have a look. Have a listen to this. Um, that was really revealing. A quote from him on the way that this new style of play that that's evolved. He said, "We decided in preseason we have to work. Uh, we have to have better movement off the ball and the positioning of our midfielders. Plus Roberto, Sadio, and Mo. Um, focus on speedy attacks, and you go fast towards being a successful team. But." You have to focus on really good organization. If you want good counter-pressing, then having shorter distances between the players is important. So if you lose the ball to the opposition, you can give a very intense moment to win the ball back. If the distances in the midfield are quite wide, then it's difficult to put pressure on when you've lost the ball. If the distances are close when you're attacking and they play with each other, then that way the ball moves, or sorry, then the way the ball moves can create surprise and space for when the opposition reacts. And I, I like this a lot. Play inside to create wing attacks. Wing attacks are a byproduct of good inside play. And again, it just shows you there is um, an evolution tactically going on at the club, under Klopp, under Linders, in the way that we're playing. An awful lot of people are finding it difficult because they're not understanding um, the kind of safety first aspect of it. But we have these colossus figures uh, around which we can build that type of team. And it looks like it's actually happening. It's the only reason I can sort of, even with a win, say I would hate for this season to end trophyless, but I guess I could still stomach it a little bit because I don't think we're going anywhere. I think we're looking at, and Jan Malby said it yesterday, yesterday evening on the pod, you're, you were looking at a, a decade here of this team being in that comp in the in the top competitions and and doing bits and hopefully winning things. What what do you, what do you think of that, Carl? Uh, yeah, it's, it's different between thirteen and fourteen. Suarez goes, it all goes to shit, and um, Sterling's not happy. Sterling leaves, you know, and then suddenly it's it's not good anymore. We don't spend the money properly. But with this side now, they're all on big contracts. They're all proper serious career footballers. Not lads who you're going to get for three years and then sell them. That's not happening anymore at this club. We don't do that now. And, and we've got a spine. You know, we, we, we've got the best goalkeeper. We've got the best centre-back in the world. You've got Fabinho, who's been phenomenal. And we've got those three up front. And you keep those lads together. And, I mean, look at the league form now. I mean, it's just, we've lost once. That's that's ludicrous. We've lost mm-hmm. once all year. Yeah. And, and, we, and we've and we been unlucky in that game, to be honest. Well, I thought City were pretty good, obviously. But um, they don't like lying down. And that, that's the big thing for me. This Liverpool side does not accept a draw. We go looking for the, for the goal. We look at it at Fulham, we look at Spurs, and then we looked at Southampton. And we took, we took nine points in those games. It could have been three. And there's nothing wrong with three in any other season. But now we want nine. That's, that's a mentality thing for me. And, and I, I keep coming back to that buying game as well. We're not scared of them. We're not scared of anyone now. We can do things like this. Do you reckon, Cam, there's any any danger of of um, that element of um, wariness, if not fear, creeping in against Chelsea at the weekend on Sunday when they don't really know what they are under Sarri at the moment? I kind of feel a little bit sorry for that guy. In other, in other ways, I sort of can't understand why he isn't imposing his personality a little bit stronger. We saw that ludicrous nonsense with um, Kepa. We know that their results have been a little bit uh, hit and miss. But for many people, including you and Carl, this is the big game of the week. Um, is the is the Chelsea game at the end of that week? Um, it's the one that um, you know means everything in terms of keeping this run going in the league. Um, we are at home, and that's a significant advantage this year. I mean, my mate, the City fan, 
is forever telling me um, that um, you know Anfield holds a real advantage uh, for for us in terms of getting results over the line. How do you see that panning out? I mean, it's interesting. I, I'd imagine it's mostly going to be the midfield that changes. We know, don't we, that Jimmy Milner is going to have to step in at left back unless Klopp really pulls a wild card and throws in um, th- throws in our, our don't even uh, say it. Don't even <laughs> say it. Uh, I'm waiting for something in the chat box now. Yeah, sure. it's coming. It's coming. It's, 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 it's going to happen. You, you, you've stirred the hornet's nest. Well, if if Guy's favourite, Albi Moreno does start, it will be a it will be it will be a surprise. It would so be a surprise, yeah. there's there's going to have to be a bit of shaking up going on. Is what I'm saying. If if Milner comes in, he's unlikely, I guess, to play uh, that game back to back on Sunday. Although who knows with that guy? What way do you see things shaping up? Do you think? There's going to be a little bit of prioritisation going on, or can we do that because we don't really have any much choice at the moment but to play the best lads? I think the next two games we've just got to play the best available eleven, uh, whatever that may be. Um, so that means no Adam Lallana, unfortunately, because um, I believe he's he's not 100 percent fit now. So he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a shame because <laughs> no. Um, you see, you Chelsea, laugh, Chelsea. you laugh, but I really do think if Adam Lallana had been fit, he plays he instead of Nabi. He plays instead of Nabi Keita. There, the there is, there is a, a there is words going around that that would have been the case. Well, uh, that, they're my but, words. I'm telling you. Yeah, and but then Adam Lallana wouldn't have scored that header. Oh God, no! no I'm not. Hey, listen, yeah, I'm not making the yeah. case for, for. No, no, for, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, it, it was probably a blessing in disguise because that would have given Nabi confidence. So I can see Nabi starting tomorrow with Fabinho and Hendo. That's right. the field. I, I think Ginny has run himself into the ground, and I think that's one of the reasons where I don't. I don't, I don't want to see Ginny tomorrow. Yeah, um, not at all. No, uh, I, I I think he just needs to get some. Just needs a step step away, just step back, and just that that, 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 that lad needs a dentist appointment more than anything else. I think Sai uh, Brunder should tweeted something. He's, I, 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 I might have misread it or or. or one of my alternative facts again or something. But I'm sure he said he's run like 140k more than anyone else this season or something or in the Liverpool team in the Liverpool midfield or something. It's, it's just, just like every we, game. We just seem to, and understandably, because we, we just consider him to be a bit of a robot because he, yeah. he never seems to flag, but it was patently obvious in the last game and probably in the one before that, yeah, he, he could possibly do it. The legs have gone a bit. Yeah. 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 Off. But just going back to Chelsea, um, they've got two games yet. This week, yeah, sorry, they play tonight, right? They're and they tonight, play, they play um, Slavia Prague in in Europe, and I guess yeah. it will be interesting to see how Sari takes that competition. It's a chance for him to win something, but well, win something, and the way the the race is going for fourth and third and in the in the league, they're not guaranteed to get into top four. So he may, not, they, they he, may need to win the Europa League. So he may have actually one eye on playing a stronger team on Thursday than he would have otherwise. Well, the only reason I think he's going to prioritise the UEFA is, or Europa rather, is because I think he he probably knows well that he's gone at the end of the season and it's a chance for him to win something and get it on a CV. Whereas, I got Champions League, is not really great on your CV. And if he's going anyway, it won't make a difference. And I think he's gone. I think he's I think he's out the door. Um, well, that's just Chelsea. You know, yeah, Chelsea, just Chelsea. Chelsea. exactly. Like so, so I, I would see, I could see him putting out quite a strong team on Thursday. But anyway, look, remains to be seen. Um, Carl, what about yourself? Any thoughts on Chelsea before we start wrapping this up? I think it's really interesting what he did. The Car- I watched the Cardiff game and um, uh, from the, in the main stands, and it was just weird. I think that I think that there's, it's like United. I think everything works there. They've got everything to make a really, really good side, and they miss out all the time. And a lot of his things, like you know, not playing William as much, not playing Pedro as much, um, Egwene. I don't think he's the player. I mean, I don't want to say any of this stuff in case it bites me on the arse next week. Yeah, yeah. But but it's um, I'm just not scared of Chelsea as I once was. But I think I think what's going to be really interesting for them is if they sell Hazard, and um, and and I, I don't know what's going to happen with with their ban thing. Because it seems to me that people get transfer bans and then the Yofi just go, nah, we were only joking. So um, I just think an early, an early goal will make me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 an I, early goal for us for a change. 
Yeah. Lately, we've not been getting that early goal at all, have we? Do you, do you well, not think... An early two, early two goals. An early two. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Mind you, it was about 15 minutes against Spurs, wasn't it? 15, 20 yeah. minutes when we scored yeah. Spurs. 15 on the, on the dot. Do you not think, yeah. though, that the, 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 um, the load-off that was that Mo Salah goal could be, like, quite literally season-defining? Because if that guy is back in a flow where he's putting the ball in the net... It will make every bit of difference to us in terms of will we be able to do this ridiculous thing that we'll have to do in order to stand a chance of winning one or both of these competitions, which is we'll just have to win all the games. Um, and with Mo Salah back in some sort of vein of form or with his confidence back, and it is as subtle as that. It's a goal changes everything. You know that as well as I do. Do you not think, Cam, that that could make a massive difference, that that could really be the biggest thing to have arisen out of the uh, Southampton game? It's one of the biggest things. Yeah, definitely. Um, don't be surprised now to see Mo scoring every game. You just wouldn't be surprised now because, like I, say, like I said earlier, the monkey's off his back. It, it was a noose around his neck, that 50th goal. Um, he was trying too hard. He, hopefully he'll relax now. I mean, maybe that was, maybe the springboard was actually the goal against Tottenham, you know, because at the end of the day, if he, he if he didn't do that header, yeah. the way he did that header, Lloris wouldn't have spilt it and Toby wouldn't have deliberately kicked the turf. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and I use that word deliberately. Cause I, I genuinely do think he deliberately kicked the turf. Well, uh, if, 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 if he ends up signing for us over the summer, I'll believe you. Otherwise, I don't really know why he would. Uh, by the way, lads, have you seen the thing that Degsy Lovren put up on his Instagram, um, of the lads who caught a full kit Mo Salah going after coming back from five aside or something? Have you seen this? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, no, I've not seen it. I've, I've seen the video it. of the, the lad. I've not seen what Dexy put, though. Well, no, Dexy's De- just posted it. He's just really oh, right, okay. saying something about Mo going home on his bike from the match or something like that. Took him 11 hours or something. Real funny Dexy joke. But it is a hell of a likeness, I have to say. And and the, the lad takes it in good sport. But you do have to wonder what's going on in that photo or in that situation. Uh, I mean, what possesses a man? What is a man to do to do to dress up in in a in a Salah kit with a Salah haircut and a Salah beard, looking a bit like Mo Salah? Uh, it's a strange one, I have to say. Uh, he's and well, he's walking he's actually, walking his ball. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, that's gonna be that's gonna be more the question. Here. That's a better question. That's a better. I'm question. I'm dressed like that now. <laughs> I do it for all my podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this about Salah though. I've never seen him celebrate a goal like that. That was that was that was the first fuck you goal celebration of the day. Oh god, it was because because he never does that. He was throwing people out of his way. He was yeah. staring out, was staring at the away end. Yeah, and uh, 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 and as I said in my article, it it took him nine goals. So he had like nine, like he kissed the ground. Now I'm going to go to the crowd one more time, and you know just stare everyone out for a bit. And uh, and as he ran away, he turned away again, and he had a big massive roar at the away end. And, He's quite emotionless, isn't he? When he when he scores, he you know kisses the ground, shakes everyone's hands, and then and then just runs back to the centre circle. Never seen him do that before. Yeah, he got fully into that, and yeah. you know he was he was also fully enjoying. Like if if this top's coming off, you're gonna see my protruding abdominal muscles for a long time, lads. So get used to it. Which I've recently shaved. Which yeah. that's yeah. That's bad for him. Mind you, he did it. He did a similar sort of stare without taking his top off at Bournemouth away. Yeah, there was something quite angry about that one that as well. That was the hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Hat trick, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was when the body language experts were coming out and saying he's definitely going, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He's not committed. Uh, he's not committed, that lad, yeah. you know? And, and it, look, the, 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 it was beautiful to see the reaction from everybody. Like I said, we've had the weekend to soak it all up. All the, the horrible little vitriol and spike coming from all corners of the internet and, you know, <laughs> there was that thing actually last week. I think it was in the wake of the Spurs win where Twitter put their header to a picture of Mo Salah. Did you see that? Some Everton fan site or something dared him to do something. And they said, oh, yeah. go on then. Sort yeah. of. And they, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, that was superb, wasn't it? And then they, they, they fume. Look, look it's, it's, it's a conspiracy, you know, and the conspiracy theory thing is going round and round, you know, because clearly. We are getting all the decisions. I mean, Jesus Christ, that Nabi Keita penalty. Have you ever seen anything as blatant in your life? That that, that referee Tierney is right in front of it and he can't see that. 
You I know mean, the only thing I'd say about that, why he didn't give it? There was no way Naby was getting the ball. He'd overrun it. Yeah, I thought he did as well. He'd completely overrun it. But by the time Naby was taken down, the keeper already had the ball in his hands. Yeah. Like that's that, that's fair enough, but he still yeah. fouled. It's still He's, a foul, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, but that's probably why the referee didn't give it. But then, yeah. you know, this is where VAR comes in. And then VAR, I mean, the bullshit rule where... Um, it once the first goal would have still stood, even though Mo was offside, because yeah. they had so many phases of play to get themselves back into, you know, back into shape or whatever. Which is stupid. If it's offside, it's offside. Yeah, I don't want to see it sound like yeah. an alpha, but just make it simple. I mean, it's just it's it's over it's overly um, finicky. Why, it's overly complicating it. Yeah, 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 it definitely is. I wanna I wanna start segueing out of football because I know Carl, you've got something you want to do by way of a finish up um, in terms of a plug, and I I think Cam, you've got your usual bits. There are a couple a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I I, I um, pushed forward from last week that had come up in that week, and and they're just as relevant now. Um, and we had one that's. Um, been hanging about for a while but first of all just before i get to that one um what sort of state is masculinity in lads when you see on your um instagram or you see on your uh, uh um social media feed somebody advertising tactical baby gear which is basically exactly like a regular nappy bag except it's got that kind of army green on it it's probably about nine or ten times more expensive and it's aimed at guys who think basically having to have a nappy bag around you makes you look ironically what well, i don't know not like a real man despite the fact that you've just fathered a child i don't understand it i saw this during the week and i was going what level of insecurity do you have to have to be buying tactical in inverted commas baby gear like a nappy bag and you can get a tactical uh, nappy mat which has a target on it i mean what, what is happening what is happening here that's going mad that's what's happening well i mean you and i both got uh you and i both got targeted with, uh, by the instagram ad for tactical pants i mean that's like <laughs> different at least they will stop a knife um well, well, you know excellent yeah you well, know actually saying that right now that's probably not a bad thing yeah, yeah, water, yeah. water and knives, and you know you can jump about in them and all that. Do you, mm. Could you see a situation, Carl? Have you ever worn a, 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 a cargo pant? Is it a thing you'd ever consider um, donning? I'm from Croxton, so a cargo pant is not an option for you. No, no. Uh, so what do you what 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 does a good crocky lad wear then? Just a nice pair of chinos or a nice pair of jeans? Levi's. Just Levi's. <laughs> Levi's Adidas. <laughs> I love it. Right, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Cam, what about you? Have you ever uh, have you ever worn the old combat trousers? Of course he has. Do I have to answer? You do, yeah. <laughs> Carl, the answer is? Of course he has. There's your answer. Uh, when the Thousands first came of times. When? No, 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 no. Not and he keeps, bu- he keeps books out. in the pockets by his knees and everything. <laughs> and he carries falling, big water, falling big without water landing is one Falling without landing was one of the books in there. Um, That's very good. And I, well, I recommend that everyone. That actually not, makes them. That makes them cool, kids. And knife and knife proof. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You like my little segue there. Nice, you? nice. I like that. Yeah, let's have yeah, more of that. Cam, let's build that in. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise you. Oh, I'm actually wearing cargo pants as we speak. Oh my god, Trevor, please. But you won't be in hats. No, no, don't take them off. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a dark turn. Um, Trevor, yeah, you wearing a beanie hat now? I, do you know I'm not? It's too warm in the in the in, uh, the, in the room at the moment. Um, okay, but you've got you've got your hoodie up though, yeah. And I've got my beanie hat right beside me, and I do have a hoodie option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have yeah, you I got do. Have you got a Budweiser, a cup of tea, or a beer next to you? Oh, so Budweiser is not a beer now. No, never. Sorry, was. I said wine. Why did I say beer? I, I love the way you've got you've included two alcoholic options, as if this is something <laughs> that I always not... fucking do. <laughs> my, Are you I, doing... I, you didn't need to be tanked up before an interview. You told me this before. <laughs> Did I, yeah. <laughs> I've got to be fairly on it, he said. Uh, <laughs> scandalous. I hope you, I hope nobody's taking this seriously. Um, 
I know my my chosen my chosen podcast tipple is tea unless we're recording late in the evening and there's nothing else for it but to go for the wine. And I think that's happened once to great amusement for everyone who listened to the podcast. It's the fact that you stopped the podcast. No, you said I'm going to ask you a question, um, and then I'm going to get it. which which requires a long answer because I need to get a beer from the fridge. <laughs> that was a different time. <laughs> Jesus, that was like. What was it, five episodes ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you people have no idea of time. I've got one last question for you before we do that. Monday Night Football with Trev Downey. He's sorry, <laughs> he'll be in in a minute, leaving Jamie and Gary on their own for a bit. Jamie and Gary, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm, getting the, I'm getting the cans in. Actually, uh, you, 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 you what you, they did to... Um... Kelly Case. Yeah, what's that about? I presume that's some sort of wind-up. But I, 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 I saw it happen and I thought it had finished because it, it took us ages to get out the ground. I was on the, back, the second to back row on Friday. It's, and, it, uh, it can't be real. It's got to be some sort of... A, it had to well, be something pre-arranged about that. She said that they had to interview um, David Hasselhoff and he was only like 20 metres away but, and they had to, they couldn't just watch them walk away and then in silence and then talk to him so they had to answer the question while they were walking and she said she was fine with it. She knew what was happening. It's yeah. It it looked awful. <laughs> it, it really, looked, it really did. Yeah, it, 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 but I'll tell you what did happen, um, which I, I, I've been told is it didn't appear when Kelly Cates interviewed Jordan Henderson at the end of the interview. He, he passed her, he uh, kissed her cheek. As good respect, to, respect to the yeah, Douglas proper, family. Proper deference to the king. A little, yeah. little, little round of applause for that. Yeah, People yeah, absolutely. Basically trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a very nice looking girl, Kelly. Well, God bless her. Um, here's the thing. Last question for you is, um, something we spoke about and I flagged it up last week. And we're just going to do a reaction from each of you and then we'll get out to your final bits. Um, we talked in the chats during the week, a couple of weeks ago about the band Queen and how they seem to be omnipresent and how there was that recent biopic about, um, Freddie Mercury and as a result about Queen. And I think, Carl, you were quite nonplussed and a bit confused as to why that band in particular have been chosen. Whereas I think, Cam, you were a bit more of a fan, I can't remember. But anyway, the question is very simple. Queen, what's that about then? That goes to you, Carl, first. I don't get it. There's a comedian called John Robbins who I quite like and he's obsessed with them and I love his obsession uh, with Queen and I love just because I love people being absolutely obsessed by certain things, because I, I might be a bit guilty of that myself. I don't get the the I, the lad can sing, the lad can play guitar, he's a good drummer, and I like the fact that the bass player never talks to anyone. I like things like that, but to me, it's just someone doing scales with a bass behind them. I just don't get it. Mm. You can't see the absolute pop genius at the heart of all of their big hits, no. I like another one back to the dust, but of course that's um, taken from Nile Rogers, who um, uh, basically suggested that they do it. And um, I like the odd thing, but I think they've done too many. I mean, everyone likes Bohemian Rhapsody, all these parts of it. Yeah. But um, oh, just friends will be friends. Oh, good lord, no! Well, I mean, you, you're, you've just you've gleefully skipped over the wonderful majesty of fat bottom girls, and that seems a bit. Um, Oh, I like yeah. the uh, Mr. Fahrenheit song, whatever that's called. Don't Stop Me Now. That's a yeah. proper song. I like that. Yeah, look, I mean, Cam, that's the thing. I went to see that movie in, in the cinema. And on the way home, I just put on Spotify, Queen's Greatest Hits, because they're all in your head. Yeah. And I think I got maybe, it's, it's a 40-minute journey for me from the cinema to my house. And I was pretty much done when I got in. I was like, oh, yeah, they were great. They were great old songs, but I was done. I, I, I'd be a bit in Carl's boat in that I don't, I, I wouldn't have that absolute fawning that a lot of people seem to have i can see how they're very good like really good but you know i wouldn't be on for the repeated plays where would you be on no i'm the same i mean the only song i've got in my favorites list um would be bohemian rhapsody oh the um, can favorites list you gotta you yeah, gotta yeah. post that to the to the to the to the um instagram page will you um yeah it's on my spotify so i'll, I'll put that on there yeah get uh, that on there people yeah, that's, that's at ai main everyone at AI, AI, mate. and there's not enough people following what is yeah. the matter with you people honestly seriously honestly, we're doing this for you do do follow it up like yeah. honestly what's what's the point otherwise yeah. and, you know so yeah, as i said yeah but uh, the one song i mean freddie mercury he was a, a brilliant entertainer mm. and i think that was the thing yes he could sing as well but he was more of an entertainer he he was charismatic 
Well, it's all it's all about live aid, right? Yeah, and and that's where I was going because the one thing about Queen that stands out for me more than anything was Radio Gaga at Live Aid. Yeah, when they're all, when the whole crowd is is just clapping in unison, that's the one memory. It's the only memory I've got of Live Aid, and that and the, the idiot banging the table um, for, for for everyone's money. Oh, uh, I've got another one. Yeah. The gobshite who played both America and Wembley, him. Who's that? Phil Collins played drums in London and then got a plane out to Philadelphia so he could play in the American oh, one as well. Phil Collins, yeah. yeah. With, no, Steve, with, with, with no fucking ego whatsoever, obviously. Stevie Gerrard's favourite, Phil Collins, apparently. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that caused a row one night at the nightclub, unless I'm very much mistaken about the details of the story. Well, no, yeah. normally I put, I put pictures up of people we discuss in the podcast. I will not be doing it this week. <laughs> You know where my mind's gone now, all of a sudden, because you've you mentioned Phil Collins. Where? It's it's the gorilla from the Cadbury's advert. And when, yeah, when, I, when I went to Cadbury's World, they've got it. They've got the gorilla behind. And you I know, went to Cadbury's World. Yeah, and the gorilla's there. And he's playing. He's playing it. And it's like, wow, they've got the gorilla there actually doing it. And you you actually look twice to think, is it really a real gorilla or not? You know. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's how simple I am. This is like this is like the uh, the Middle England version of of uh, of, of Kaiser Soze's character. What's this? What verbal kint? Verbal kint, yeah. Yeah. When when I went to it's Bourneville, isn't it, Cap? Bourneville, yeah, yeah. Bourneville, Sorry, yeah. I, I must caveat this. I, I I took the kids. I didn't go on my own to Cap. Yeah, yeah. Bourneville's yeah. a really interesting place. Bourneville's a lovely little part yeah. of Birmingham. It's one of it's the actual village itself. You know that. That Cabri created there—it's—it's it's wonderful. It's really nice. Huh. I just—I just assumed it was just a chocolate bar. I didn't realize it was. No, nice. no, no. It's, no, it's no, no. like Bourneville um, is the name of the area. It's like the Lever, Lever thing in um, Port Sunlight. It's like a whole entire village based around um, factories. Yeah, it was actually Cabri's who built the the houses there. Yeah, they, they built, they built the houses. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's got a little bit of it. I'd be interested to hear the story about that because it sounds very um, beneficent, but I, I assume there's a little bit of exploitation went on there as well, but I could be wrong. Um, let's wrap this up before we um, before we get into too deep into the um, post-70 minutes territory by asking, Carl, you had a little bit of a plug this week, I believe. Yeah, I haven't done one for a while. And again, it's, it's very, very niche. But um, there's a website called, sorry, a podcast called Rippercast. Which I'm, I'm, um, I'm now very happy to be part of. And it's the anniversary of the James Maybrick Jack the Ripper diary. If you want to Google that, if you're into this sort of things, a few people are. I do get, I do get questions. Um, and they're going to be doing some podcasts based on, sorry, they're, they're bringing, bringing out old radio shows about the, uh, when they found the diary and I'm narrating them. Uh, but I'm doing the introduction linking pieces and, um, friend of the show, Serena is, um, is on it as well. Fantastic. Look at that. Uh, a virtual um, array of stars there for your for your uh, Ripper delectation. So get your ears around that. When is that going to be out, Carl? Just maybe you said already, but just repeat I've, it there. I've just recorded the first. Uh, my, my links have, all, have just been done, so it won't be too long. Excellent. Excellent. It's a, it's a lengthy process because it's a very, very... Well, basically, when they found the diary, just lots of legal stuff kicked off, so we've got to be very, very careful about what we say. Good. And are, are, is it, is it voice only or are there going to be little musical links and bits and bobs like that? It's probably quite a lengthy edit then too. Is it's, it? it's my introduction, um, including Serena. And then it's going to be the original radio shows from 1994. Class. Okay. Fantastic. And while we're on the business of plugging, uh, for once, I'm going to say something about a thing that I've got coming up. It's going to be on Anfield Index as a home and probably elsewhere as well, SoundCloud and other places. Um, it's the podcast I've been bending people's ears about for a while. It's going to be based around, at the start, short stories and eventually moving on to novels. It's called Chekhov's Gun. The first seven are in the bag. Um, I've just absolutely nailed down the little theme tune for the start. So keep an ear out of that. Over Easter, that's going to get launched. Well, what, what, um, what is it? What are you doing? It's um, I'm doing a series. Uh, uh, it's 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 a book podcast series that I've been talking about doing for ages. Um, and it's going to eventually evolve up into um, talking to people about their favorite book. Um, YouTube boys, YouTube boys, should you wish. <laughs> to be uh, part of it will obviously be guests number one and two um, and the the idea is that for the first 10 I'm going to do a short story by one of the greats Chekhov Cheever 
all the other CH boys. And uh, that's starting and, like I say, going to be released uh, and getting launched over Easter. So keep an eye out for that and keep an ear out for that. <laughs> Sorry. What, are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Drink or just put dips on Greek caterpillar. <laughs> what is that, is that? Is that guy's favorite book? Yeah, <laughs> must be. Loves it. Loves it. Right. Well, listen, man, I cannot wait to engage in some profound chit chat about Dibs, the Hungry Caterpillar with you. Are you you doing the inspector's moustache? It was mentioned. Love that. I love the inspector's moustache. Yeah, it was mentioned. I'm starting off with one um, by Dennis Johnson called Emergency, and it's a belter. So get your ears around that when it comes up. I like like this idea a lot. Yeah. Uh, Cam, how are you going to finish this out? Right, and um, just just quickly, Carl, is that Serena the man? And and and. Uh, that's, 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 <laughs> oh, hell. You haven't, have you? I haven't done anything, honestly. Prince, um, Prince, why do we why do we keep you on here? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back to leadership and captains. Here we go. If leadership serves only the leader, it will fail. Ego satisfaction, financial gain. And the status can all be valuable tools for a leader. But if they become the only motivations, they will eventually destroy a leader. Only when service for a common good is a primary purpose, are you truly leading? Brendan Rogers? Mm-hmm. Sheila Murray Bethel. Who? Close. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I was going. Mm. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say same sex, but I thought no. Why, oh, man? You just—it's just like you fall off a cliff at the end of shows. You're letting off grenades in your own house. I don't know what's going on with you, pal. It's, uh, it's twenty-five past eight, so she's not here with the rolling pin yet, so I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, the, the rolling pins, uh, metaphorical and otherwise, will be coming after you, at you after this show. I'll tell you he, that. He's, he's also severely sleep deprived. Got to give the man that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give him that. We let him off the hook for that. So, uh, was 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 that your last quote? And why did you pick a quote about leadership? Just bef- so everyone can understand what your thought process was. Just thought it was appropriate, considering because up the Jordan Henderson led Reds. That's why I was thinking it might be that, but I was. I didn't. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, Cam. Is what I'm saying. Maybe. maybe. But but Carl never minds putting words in your mouth, and that's a good way for us to be, and it's a good way for us to finish this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Uh, I've just asked the lads what their final thoughts were, so hopefully uh, you can uh, get some um, pleasure from <laughs> from those. Uh, <laughs> Branchy dropping grenades left, right, and centre. Me and Carl talking about how great we are. I can only apologise. How you. how well read? And, <laughs> and I was that... discussing Chekhov at the end of a podcast. <laughs> and I thought that... that was a vodka. Anyway, but moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and on that absolutely ridiculously disjointed note, we'll finish this episode of the Anfield Index podcast with me thanking you for your support, as I always do, and asking you if you thought any of this was worth your attention. Maybe you might um, mention it to somebody else. You know what I'm talking about at this stage. We've got a lot of games coming up. We will be here for you early next week, as we will be for the foreseeable future. So stick with us. And like I said, spread the word about the show. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.